If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't had the chance to watch The Mind Polluters yet, we want to let you know that you can watch it online exclusively at themindpolluters.com. The Mind Polluters exposes the graphic sex education, social-emotional learning programs, and the roots of all this corruption in our public school systems, all the way back to Alfred Kinsey and his perverse experimentation on children, and how it was legitimized through publications and eventually codified into law around the world. Have you found yourself wondering where all these pornographic library books came from? Have you wondered where in the world all of this started? Well, The Mind Polluters answers all those questions and more. Watch The Mind Polluters today at themindpolluters.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, co-host, Mark Archer. Call me Mr. Lamb Fries. Oh, oh, my word. We are a husband and wife filmmaking team on a mission to educate, motivate, and inspire others to take action in their communities for Christ. Together, we are one body and many parts, and real change happens at the local level. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We are delighted you are here. So we thought we'd start the year off, and um, last week, we just did a recap of 2022, Mm -hmm. and this week, we're going to start a fun series here on the show um, all about the false pagan gods of this age. I don't like you because you're dangerous. (laughs) Well, because we know, like... Like you guys, you've seen the ridiculous headlines and legislation being drafted literally to appease these gods. Whether yes. whether those who are doing this realize and recognize what they're doing <clears throat> intentionally, they are serving other gods. And woe do we have a list of these <laughs> gods. <laughs> yes, we have a list. Mm, um, yeah. I have an interesting article that I want to start off with. Because, because where are we going this week? Okay, so we so we want to start off. This is going to be a multi-part series talking about the pagan gods of this age, and there's a lot of them. Oh my that, word! That you don't realize, yes, that really are being worshipped, and so and one guess, of them being Gaia. Gaia. <clears throat> yes. Now, like you said, people, the useful idiots don't realize, and there are a lot of people, a lot of. Christians in the church that have gone along with some of this stuff, bought into not it, realizing yeah. mm-hmm. not not this is what happens when you stop having teaching critical thinking skills or reading your Bible, right? <laughs> I mean, just read your Bible, right? And so <clears throat> there's a lot of these things that you're probably going to. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get pushback on some of these things, but hey, read it and weep, okay? Well, and I will say, when we do research, we go back and we test everything against what does Scripture say, mm-hmm. and so that's this is where our thoughts and conclusions come from. Right. Is we're looking straight at the source of truth. Right. So when when you have a biblical worldview, right, that's when you can start to look at these things and see them for what they are. Mm-hmm. And the only way to have a biblical worldview is to be in the Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, here's a uh, to start us off. This is <laughs> I don't even know why this, this is from MSN.com. So you know it's yeah, you know good. it's good. Okay, Mother Nature is screaming for us to adopt a new diet. Oh my word! Okay, an agreement by nearly 200 countries could help identify flaws in how we produce food. Okay, so. Um, More than a third of the Earth's land is devoted to food production. 
It's a primary driver of deforestation and biodiversity loss that in turn releases greenhouse gas emissions, causing the climate crisis. You remember when Bill Gates said, let them eat meat because there was so much pushback because he was pushing these um, Mm -hmm. plant-based burgers and everything. But he's also, if I remember, isn't he also the one who owns the, the largest amount of farmland in the U.S. now? Yes. Okay. And he's also the one now pushing for us to eat bugs. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Right. I'll, fi- I'll have to find those and I'll add them to the show notes. So uh, as the global population grows and people in developing countries earn more money, the demand for food, especially meat, will further stress nature. We are doomed! <laughs> Run away! Run for my life! For a long time, food companies could ignore... How their operations contributed to the problem and how it threatened their bottom lines, in part because tracing raw goods through an opaque network of brokers and farmers was hard. That blind eye approach is slowly shifting amid pressure from investors and regulators, underscored by a global deal on Monday at the UN Biodiversity Conference in Montreal. Of course. I'm going to fast forward here. Um, We'll leave links to this in the show notes for y'all to read yourself if you'd like. We certainly will. Uh, That clarion call to corporates was a major win. (laughs) Yeah, the clarion call. Clarion call. Companies need to be shifting toward zero deforestation in their value chains. Um, And that's going to help who, why. uh, Well... Okay, so why are we seeing all of this nonsensical regulation, things like that? It's because, so there's there's a lot of different players mm-hmm. in this. There's the ideologues, and then there's the greedy. Mm-hmm. Okay, the ideologues are the ones who truly are all in on the worship of Gaia, which we're going to talk about here. Right. Then there's the dumb greedy people who just see an opportunity to turn a profit for Mm -hmm. themselves and to squash everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's probably the majority of the corporate people that are in this. They're just in it for the money. Oh, you know, it just made me think of, and and you can't serve two masters. Right. (laughs) You can't serve both God and money at the same time. Right. Where is that in scripture? I'm going to find it. Um, Let's say it's probably in Matthew, but um, sorry. So let me, let me, Read uh, one thing and then another thing. Okay. So so when you do research and you're trying to substantiate, you're trying to cross-reference things um, and so it's so that you can check your sources, mm-hmm. right? So the way that you can approach this from a <clears> – <throat> I know this is a foreign concept these days, but journalistic standpoint right, where you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to have some standards <clears> – <throat> Um, a first-person account is always one of the most reliable accounts, right? So even um, you notice the criticism of the mind polluters. The only person that that the loony left really criticizes is who? It's Judith. And Be- she's dead. Because she can't defend herself right. because she died. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, they're telling from their own you know, experiences, a lot Mm -hmm. of them, of what they experience. So to go in and say, well, you know, Monica Klein is a liar. Well, you can't really say that because, you know, prove that she's lying about what she lived through. Yeah. Right. That's a very high standard, even for the slimies 
on the left. So, um, so you always look at your sources and what their inherent bias is going to be. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I, and I and I have the uh, reference, and you were right. It was it's Matthew, it's Matthew six twenty four. Mm-hmm. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me read you the dictionary definition of Gaia. Oh, okay. okay. So this is from Merriam-Webster. Not exactly a bastion of free thought these days. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gaia, noun, the hypothesis that the living and non-living components of Earth function as a single system in such a way that the living component regulates and maintains conditions such as the temperature of the ocean or composition of the atmosphere, so as to be suitable for life. Also, this system regarded as a single organism. Mm -hmm. Okay, so sound familiar? Um, We'll come back to that. So, as as a reference for just how many false gods there are, you found this list here pagan deities in the old testament Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) do you want to read it oh there's a lot of you know some of them i probably can't even i'll try a dramalek ammon anamalek and and these are all these are all in scripture right these are just in the old testament just in the old testament anamalek apis asherah heard of that one ashima ashtoreth ishtar slash queen of heaven baal Baal's above. Big one, yeah. Bel Marduk, Chemosh, Dagon, Kaiwan, Milcom, Molech, another big one, Nebo, Nergal, Nibhaz, Nizrak, Rimon Hadad, hold on, Rimon Hadad, Rimon, uh, Sakuth, Sukuth, Benoth, Tammuz, and Tartak. Yeah, so having <laughs> false gods is nothing new. There's nothing, nothing new, new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Okay. We just see different variations of them mm-hmm. in today, but no one really calls them <laughs> gods. Right. It's the movement. It's right. the ideology. It's, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. Okay, so let me uh, take you down a little little path here on who is Gaia. Uh-huh. So I um, can't see the, uh, the website reference on here, but we'll certainly put it on there. Who is Gaia? Quite simply, Gaia is life. She is all, the very soul of the earth. She is a goddess who, by all accounts, inhabits the planet, offering life and nourishment to all her children. Um, the, it screams feminist movement right oh, right here. You're, you're onto it. Okay. Get ahead of me here. Okay, sorry. In the ancient civilizations, she was revered as mother, nurturer and giver of life. It's she who created and sustained us and to whom we returned upon death. <laughs> she goes by many names, but in an effort to better connect and understand this energy, we'll explore the myriad forms in which she appears on Earth. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be fun. I'm glad I didn't read this yet. It's fun. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. 
Every culture has their version of the earth goddess. The Greeks called her Gaia, while the, In- <laughs> while the Incas know her as Pacamama. <laughs> Everybody knows you never go full retard. <laughs> she is the first goddess, the primeval one, the creator of all life, and the fullness of her legacy is still being resurrected after patriarchal suppression. Wow. Okay. <sighs> the Paleolithic Venus figures dot all of Europe. So you've heard of Venus. Mm-hmm. Harkening a worship of the feminine Earth Mother, which has been lost to us. To the Greeks, Gaia was the ultimate goddess of raw maternal power. In the beginning, there was chaos, nebulous ethers waiting to take form. The primordial, this primordial landscape awaited direction. It's then that the spirit of Gaia arrived to give structure to the formless and the earth was conceived. She became the earth, birthing all form of landscape, plant, and culture. Ooh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Everybody keeping up here? <laughs> okay. Well, well and let me let me just uh, time out. Hang on for a second because I want to just mention about chaos because I found it, it really fascinating when we started researching this. And chaos is the mythological void state preceding the creation of the universe. So before... Before anything was created, uh-huh. okay, you, you got to forget about Genesis and the right. Lord creating for right, a moment. Right, right, right. Um, but before anything was created, it was called chaos. Right. 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 Okay, makes sense. Isn't it? Doesn't it sound warm and fuzzy? Like you want to be there? Uh-huh. Like something you want to be a part of? <clears throat> chaos. Chaos. Chaos theory. Um, okay. Now, speaking of theory, let's talk about the Gaia theory. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. In 1970, chemist James Lovelock and his research partner... Okay, check it out, 1970. There is a lot of weird ideology that started coming out in the 70s. Yeah. You guys are retarded! Um, And Lynn Margulis, the wife of Carl Sagan at the time... Carl Sagan. Billions and billions of years ago. (laughs) Proposed that the Earth is a living being. Huh? Self-regulating the elements to sustain life on it. This revolutionary hypothesis was, at the time, seen as heretical, but has since been accepted as fact. Oh, my word. A theory, no longer a, hypo- a hypothesis. Now, so, this, the, is it a fact or a theory? <laughs> well, what does it say? It says-, it says it's now been accepted as fact, semicolon, a theory. Hmm. Uh, no. I don't think so. Their work suggested that in the Earth, chemicals all talk to one another to protect life on the planet. <laughs> Wait, read it again. Wait, read it again. Their work suggested that in the Earth, in the Earth, chemicals all talk to one another to protect life on the planet. Oh, simple, finite humans. The salt in the ocean is never too salinated, the oxygen in the atmosphere never too noxious, and the temperature of the earth never grows too hostile for life to thrive. All elements work in perfect harmony to ensure life on earth is sustained. All because of Gaia. All because of Gaia. Because yeah. I remember in, um, in engineering school that... Uh, yes, I do have an engineering degree that I don't use, except for, you know, fun, useless knowledge like this. <laughs> I remember in chemistry, and I still have the book, I'll have to pull it down, and that talks about in the, in the beginning of the book, this is collegiate level chemistry. Mm-hmm. 
trying to explain what holds all matter together. Wait, wait, and, and time out. Parents, if you're listening, yes. know that your children, if you send them off to college, are learning evolutionary theory. That's right. Not biblical worldview. That's right. And and to give you an example, I, I remember it verbatim. It said, it talks about the, quote, universal strong force <laughs> that holds everything together, right? That reminds me. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, uh, wait. He's touching his little button board I'm again, touching guys. my buttons because I've got all kinds <laughs> of things to share here today. But speaking of, let me go back to the definition of Gaia. Okay. okay before we go to break. <laughs> also, this system is regarded as a single organism. Now, how would you get all of society to accept this nonsensical notion that everything is connected by some universal strong force. Can you think of any, any way that you could do that? I know. Let's put it in a movie. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. Star Wars. And Star Wars. you should not. Huh? For my ally is the force. The force. And the powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Okay, now I want to know. Luminous beings, though we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you, here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes. Even between the land and the ship. Uh -huh. Okay, so now I want to know what year what year did that come out? That was 1977. Okay, so you yes. start this theory yes. in the early 70s. Early 70s. And came, then which came out of the 60s. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Well, this is always fun. We'll be right back with more discussion about Gaia. Hi, friends. Did you know that this podcast is part of the ongoing ministry of Fearless Features, which is a nonprofit filmmaking ministry we founded together as a husband and wife filmmaking team? We started Fearless Features back in 2017 as an act of obedience to the clear call that we both heard from the Lord telling us that it was time for us to do more with our time, talent, and resources as filmmakers to help educate the body of Christ, the church, about the things really happening in our world and our culture. We knew from our years of working in corporate and commercial film that motion pictures are a powerful medium for telling stories that can inspire people to get out and take action and engage in culture. The church body, and even shape legislation. If you've seen our latest release, The Mind Polluters, you know how powerful its message is. What you may not know is that the film was made possible by the financial support of only 73 people. That handful of people helped us make a film that has not only educated parents, grandparents, educators, and legislators, now numbering in the hundreds of thousands. They have been part of saving countless numbers of children from the devastating effects of graphic sex education and social emotional learning. The Mind Polluters has now been seen in over 40 countries worldwide and has inspired grassroots organizations and legislative sessions across the nation to take action and protect our most precious gifts, our children. You know, we talk all the time about wanting to make real change and impact in the world in a real way for Christ, but many of us don't know how to put that into action. Well, 
Would you consider partnering with us financially as we continue to produce even more film content to keep shining the light of truth into culture and exposing the fruitless deeds of darkness? If so, would you consider becoming a monthly supporter of this ministry? We've set a goal for 2023 to find 250 people who will partner with us for only $35 per month. Our ministry is 100% donor funded. We don't take any money from influencers or grants that would seek to dilute the message of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is at the heart of every film we produce. Our films are made and supported by people just like you because we believe in Jesus and his promises. We believe in America and we believe in making movies for the people by the people. Please prayerfully consider joining us as a monthly supporter or even a one-time supporter. We appreciate all of you and couldn't do this without you. So speaking of the resurgence of Gaia now, a new curiosity about the history and meaning of Gaia has recently been sparked. Men and women have begun to seek to understand this innate consciousness. Huh? Okay, okay, now wait a minute. So what, what, Between what? you and the rock. <laughs> so Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. This is redonkulous. <laughs> <laughs> so, now when, what's the date on this article? Um, Just so people know. 2016. Okay. 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 Um, I like dates. I like timelines. <laughs> okay. Speaking now of some of the two most enduring native traditions, Chinese medicine and Native American theology. Oh. Okay. Okay. So now um, this would be interesting. I would love to know. I'd love to hear from some listeners if they have run across any of these elements uh, in 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 their daily lives, right? Chinese five element theory. Have you ever heard of this? I have never heard of this. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Probably like um, most of the listeners, like, what are they talking about? Five element theory honors the earth energy as maternal, warm, nurturing, and joyous. Abundance in its abundant in its gifts. Earth's energy is the sound of laughter on a late summer day. If someone has an unbalanced earth energy, they could fear security. <laughs> Wait a second. Did you already read the five elements? Was that what it was at the beginning? That was. <laughs> did I miss it? I, well, I think that's maternal, warm. I don't know where the I five was trying elements to, are. I was trying to count as you were reading, and I thought, well, is that it? The earth energy is maternal, warm, nurturing, joy. I, you know, I'm not sure. I, I guess that would be another episode where we have to go into what the five elements are, but not that I really care. Yeah, uh, they could fear security, developed eating disorders, and may never feel satisfied in life. If they wait, 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 people are developing eating disorders because of the five because elements? they have an unbalanced, unbalanced Earth energy. Okay, 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 okay. We're we're going Earth energy here. Uh-huh. I got it. Everybody yeah. knows you never go full retard. <laughs> so if someone has an unbalanced Earth energy, they could fear security, develop eating disorders, and may never feel satisfied in life. Oh, I feel really sad for people who believe these things. This yeah. is this is terrible. How about the Native American medicine wheel? Oh no, don't. Uh, this one was a new to me. At first, I thought of a dream catcher, but that's not what this is. Um, the Native American medicine wheel is a way of understanding our world as practiced by every indigenous nation. By working with the directions or elements, we can be in harmony with nature. And this is still under this article with Gaia. Yes. On the wheel, the earth lies in the south. 
and is the ruler of bounty, expansive growth, passion, peace, and relationships. To work with the earth energies of the South ensures we are in communion with the spirit of abundance, joy, and creation. Well, what's the South? Now I'm asking too many questions. You're asking more questions than I have answers to. (laughs) Both ideologies are based in an understanding of the world as interwoven and infinitely more complex than Western beliefs convey. The force surrounds us. (laughs) (laughs) Can't take you anywhere. Um, Okay. Enduring relevance. More than saving the planet or participating in Earth Day celebrations, we can treat every day like a ceremony. You are going to make me go and look up Earth Day now. (laughs) Because even as a kid, I remember in school celebrating Uh Earth Day. Yeah. Earth Day has, has been... I don't know if it's an official, it it shows up on the, on the calendar, on the calendar. Yeah. And people, we just kind of gone along with it. Yeah. I I remember planting a tree in elementary. Yeah. Yeah. So this is all in reference to worshiping Gaia. Pagan gods. In her ways to be present with Gaia. Okay. Oh, this will be fun. And then we can go to what you have there. Uh, Yours is much more fun. In her infinite love, we may, no, because you got to know the. The real history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ways to be present with Gaia. In her infinite love, we may forget to acknowledge all the bounty she offers. Here are a few spaces to reconnect. Oh, my goodness. Remembering the loving presence of Gaia all around you. (laughs) And I will say, oh, and and before you go any further, when you have time, listeners, go and just look up um, uh, Gaia statue. It's G A I A, and the things that you will see. Oh, the pictures. Oh, the pictures of oh. Gaia are. Priceless. And don't and don't discount the the pictures, the illustrations, because everything. These are you know the pictures of historically how Gaia has been represented. Yes, there is great symbolism in all the in all the the imagery. Okay, yeah. so ways to reconnect. Remembering the loving presence of Gaia all around you. Uh, Stop. <laughs> food. See your food as sacred nourishment. Ah. Uh? Okay. Hello, vegans. <clears throat> Shelter. From the wood, wood under your feet to the aluminum siding surrounding you and the tar on the roof overhead, all these materials are grown on in the earth be in awe of her myriad of blessings you know i don't know why this made me just think of this but you remember that lady i can't remember her name who with the clothing and you were supposed to like declutter and she would thank the clothes for before you gave them away yes (laughs) i can't remember what that was called and i just remember so many people buying into that some kind of some form of feng shui i think i i have no even know what that is Uh, whatever yeah crystals 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 are these like salt rocks well whether or not you've been zapped by the crystal bug you can probably recall seeing a mineral specimen whose beauty moved you every jade amethyst diamond and shard of obsidian came from gaia oh okay in her love she creates the most stunning specimens to support and ease our human existence. Wow. That's all we need? 
We go just... to go to the mall and go to the what's that stupid store with all the the crystals and the uh, and the I think it's called Earthworks. Earthworks. <laughs> yeah, it's the Gaia store. <laughs> stupid place. All right, plants. The magnitude of healing plants is astounding. Now, and here's the thing. This is why this is so why this permeates culture because you know, things like, you know, being thankful for your food. Sure. As believers, of course, we're thankful for our food mm-hmm. because the Lord has created everything and we see the wonder of creation, even in its corrupted form. Mm-hmm. We're thankful for food. We're thankful for shelter. Crystals are beautiful. There's no magic power in crystals. God created them. Plants. Are there healing plants? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of healing in it. But, but that's... But it's not to be worshipped. It's not to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. And it's not to be attributed to anyone other than the creator. God. God. But let's not forget also time in nature. Again, not a bad thing, right? Right, not, right? We love to be outside. We love, as a family, we love to travel. We, we love, love to, to go hiking. Yeah, love it. Respect of natural resources, of course, because why? We, Adam was put in charge of of the garden and we were put on this planet to be stewards mm-hmm. of the creation that the Lord put in place. Right. So of course as believers we're not to be wasteful, we're not to be unnecessarily polluting, but it's because we're trying to be good stewards of what he has given us. The mm-hmm. same reason why you take care of your car. Yeah. God blessed you with that so you keep the oil changed. And, you know, keep it maintenance and wash it because yeah. <laughs> you're grateful for it. Right. Not because you worship it. <sighs> but that's not how these people. So this is, again, we're talking about the the worship of the earth and the creation. This is all tied up in the the, the Great Reset, UN, global global warming, you know, we've got to save the earth or every, you know, we're all going to die kind of thing. Uh, And this is where we get into this. Now, the great destroyer. Mm -hmm. As (laughs) well, it's easy to become infatuated with the beauty of Gaia's gifts. She is also the great destroyer as children. At times we will upset mother. What? So too is this the case with the great mother Gaia. Her generosity can be taken advantage of. Her lands raped and people harmed. So how do you know what her rules are? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. Just as we disappoint our human mothers and consequences are dispensed, so too does Gaia balance out the injustices she suffers. Are you ready? Now, think of every time now in the news, every time there's a hurricane, a tornado, a flood, an earthquake, right? That it's because we're polluting the whole earth. It's because of climate change. Global warming. Climate change is a code word for we're trying to please Gaia. Okay. Famine, extreme weather, volcanoes, and tsunamis are the ways... She writes herself and restores balance. Oh, okay. While these actions could look punitive, it's destruction in order to create something better, which she must enact. Here's that word again. Even in chaos, mm-hmm. there is purpose beyond what our human minds can see. Doesn't really sound like a real appealing God to me. Uh, 
So how do we connect with Gaia? I know you're going to be walking on eggshells all the time, right? right? Well, one of the ways you can do that is through meditation. Oh, is this like yoga? Yoga. Oh, yoga. This is yoga comes right out of this. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not going to pull any punches. Yoga is straight out of this new age movement. You're trying to connect with the earth, the vibrations of the planet, all this. If you're doing this, you're, you are participating in a pagan worship ritual. Yeah. Okay. I know. Like we said at the beginning. There are churches that host yoga classes. Yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, because it's not what it means to them. Remember, right, it's not we what all it, make right, our own truth. We these all days. have our own truth. That's right. So, connecting with Gaia, sitting on the Earth, would be most ideal for this meditation. But as we are working with her spirit, find any comfortable sitting position and begin to slow your breath. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and it's basically describing meditation. Yeah. And meditation, uh, there's nothing wrong with meditation. Depends on what you're meditating on. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. We're, I can say I meditate on scripture. Right. We are told to meditate on the on the word day and night. I say Gaia is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wikipedia is always fun. Wikipedia, which I would never use Wikipedia as a source for anything unless it's for <laughs> stuff like this. Right. Because they're going to tell you all about their false gods. Right, because they don't believe in the one true God. Right, so, so so if you're looking for actual truth about things from Scripture or, you know... Never, any, ever, don't ever. Don't ever go to Wikipedia. Mm-mm. But if it's if you want to hear from their perspective, and they, they have thoroughly documented their false gods, <laughs> yeah. right? So go ahead. Well, yeah, so Mother Nature was first mentioned in some Mycenaean Greek transcripts around 12 and 13 BC by some pre-Socrates philosopher and, and by Aristotle, another notable Greek thinker. But over the ages, people have believed that nature has its spirit, which makes food, shelter, water, and life available for man as a goddess who can get angry sometimes to cause natural disasters like wildfires, earthquakes, storms, and hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Right? We just we just talked about all so, that. So you're starting to see similarities here. Mm-hmm. This is redonkulous. <laughs> so from Wikipedia, in Greek mythology, Gaia... Uh, meaning land or earth, also spelled G A E A. You know, if you look it up, it's G A I A. Right. Um, is the personification of the earth and one of the Greek primordial deities. Mm-hmm. Gaia is the ancestral mother, sometimes Parthian, parthenogenic, parthenogenic, sometimes parthenogenic of all life. She is the mother of Uranus, the sky, from whose sexual union she bore Titans, themselves parents of the Olympian gods, the Cyclops, and the giants, as well as Pontus, the sea, from whose union she bore the primordial sea gods. Her equivalent in the Roman pantheon was Terra. You guys are retarded! (laughs) Yeah, I mean... So, so in this in this mythology, mm-hmm. I don't even know what's this guy Hesiod. I have no idea. I, I have I have no idea really. Well, Hesiod apparently was an ancient Greek poet, generally thought to have been 
active between 750 and 650 BC, around the same time as Homer. He tells how after chaos, Mm -hmm. remember we said that was before anything was created, chaos, the wise bosomed Gaia, Mm -hmm. arose to be the everlasting seat of the immortals who possess Olympus above. (laughs) And after Gaia came, dim Tardis in the depth of the wide path earth, the next Eros, the god of love. I mean, I'm sorry, it goes on and on. You guys would be so bored. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes so you can read it yourself because it really is just kind of crazy. Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Valdrani, the Traveler came as a large and moving torp. Then, during the third reconciliation of the last of the McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. Many this shucks is exactly and knew what, what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel when I read this stuff. Yeah. You have to have so many of these. And it's so simple. Read Genesis mm-hmm. chapter one, let me, starting let, at verse one. So let me give two passages of scripture before we leave. Uh, Genesis nine, one through three. Then God blessed Noah and his son saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall upon all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air upon every creature that moves along the ground and upon all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hands. This is why. This is why animals are naturally afraid of man. Yeah, this was after the flood. This is after the flood. Mm -hmm. Uh, Verse 3, everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. Mm -hmm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, vegans. Um, And then the last part here. But we we do have vegan friends. We love them. Well, but don't make a religious experience out of it. If you don't want to eat meat or you have some medical reason, fine. But it, it biblically, you cannot make an argument biblically. To try and force us. We're to. not supposed to <laughs> right. eat meat. It is not true. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then why do we? And we've had these discussions with our vegan yeah, friends. Why do we mock these people? Because we can, and because it's fun, and because First Kings chapter eighteen verse twenty-seven. At oh, noon, <laughs> at noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Because they're, they're trying to worship their false god. This is the prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is in deep thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he was sleeping and must be awakened. <laughs> so they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. It's like all the people who chain themselves to the trees. Yes. I mean, honestly, the or, the, the slashing that you got that you're talking about there. Or who was the idiot? Um, oh, the idiot actor from Babe. I can't remember his name right now, but he they go. He was the first one, and you've seen him now. They go in and they glue their hands to things <laughs> and throw right. flour. And he, he sat on the counter at Starbucks and glued his hand to the counter. Oh yes. To protest. It was some sort um, of milk, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, some. <laughs> Having to soy, pay, soy, I think? having to pay an upcharge for some kind of soy milk, something stupid. And then there was those people over in Europe that went into the museum and glued their hands to the floor, <laughs> and then they 
But there oh, wait was, a minute. But there was one of them because they threw powder on right. a flower or something. And then, they, and then they tried to glue their hands, but the glue wouldn't stick. No, and then there was the ones that glued themselves to the, to the floor and then realized that they had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, that's all we got. I, I, just, I just can't sometimes. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in and sticking around to the end. That is all the time we have for today. We will be back again next week with a new... With a new giant slore. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to visit fearlessfeatures.org. Call me Mr. Lambfries. If you want to learn more about us, or, or maybe you shouldn't. I'm not <laughs> sure. But thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Have a wonderfully blessed week. We will talk to you again next Tuesday.